Hello and welcome to Emerge, Evolve, Lead, a podcast for people in recovery from addiction who want to be better leaders. I got clean and sober when I was 24, and then I started my corporate career. After several decades, I left that job and created Emerge Leadership Academy, where I train leaders and coach people in recovery who are ready to step up in their career. My name is Maureen Ross-Gem, and I'll be your host. Hello, and welcome back. My guest today is Anne Hintz. She grew up with an alcoholic mom and experienced a trauma that no one should have to go through. But eventually, it led to a great healing within her that changed her life in every way. Anne is here to share her story of transformation, hope, and healing. Welcome to the podcast, Anne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Good. I'm glad to have you. So please tell our listeners a little bit about you, what your life is like, and then we'll get into your story. Sure. I have a little bit of an accent. So I, I grew up in England. Actually, I grew up all over the world, but I was born in England and I've lived in California for 33 years. And I am a mother of two boys. One is still at home. One's um, just got his first job. And awesome. yeah. All right. And so um, as we dive into your story, I know that it uh, it starts in a difficult alcoholic home. So, yeah, why don't you go back and tell us what it was like growing up and what happened and how did you how did you get to where you are today? But first, the beginning. Sure. Yes. Um, you know, I did grow up all over the world. So on the outside, it sounds it all sounds good. <laughs> but when my when I was about 13 and my brother was 15, my mother asked us the two kids if it was okay if she left our dad and we said no <laughs> seemed like an obvious answer to a question like that and um I think that was probably the start of her downfall mm. I think she it was really a question she should have answered for herself oh my gosh what kind of pressure to put on your kids for goodness sake yeah that's too bad but yeah. she didn't have the tools like a lot of our parents. They just don't have the tools to know how to deal with life. And she was afraid of losing your love, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So she stayed. The family stayed together. My dad always drank anyway. Oh. They actually both ended up being alcoholics. So my mother, you know, eventually she drank a bottle of sherry every day for a long time. And so my dad would drink during the day when he was home. He he worked overseas a lot and then was home for months at a time okay so he would drink during the day and then he would start she would start drinking in the afternoon and would drink for the rest of the day so it wasn't really a good situation um I ended up with PTSD because my dad also had anger issues so oh boy a bit of walking on eggshells so their personalities changed when they were drinking oh absolutely yes I would leave my mother in the morning when I went to work and um it would be a nice, she would be a nice person to talk to. And then I'd come home to a totally different person in the evening. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was cool. And then she ended up getting cancer. She had throat and lung cancer, I believe from smoking and from drinking. And uh, one morning when I was 19, I woke up and I found her dead in the bathroom. Oh, how tragic. That is the trauma, isn't it? That having to witness and find something that, how did it affect you? Well, it was huge, but I had no idea what to do with it at the time. I was, I was actually that morning I was on my own. My dad was working in Saudi Arabia. We were living in England. My brother had gone to his girlfriend's house. So, um, 
you know, it was something I had to go through oh, in that moment by myself. Alone. And, but I had, I had no, I, we, we never talked about feelings ever. Okay. And so, you know, we talked about her cancer diagnosis one day, one conversation, and we never mentioned it again. Wow. And she died about six months later. How did she actually die in the bathroom? Something in her throat, one of the tumors in her throat burst. Okay. So, so know, it was from the disease that she, of cancer more than like she slipped and fell and hit her head or while she was drunk. Yeah, no. Okay. But of course, that made it more traumatic because actually her bedroom was covered in blood. And then she walked past my bedroom to get to the bathroom and then she died there. Um, and she walked past my bedroom, right? So in the morning, you know, there was a lot of guilt because I never heard her. Oh. So there are a lot of emotions there, but I had no idea what to do with them. So I just repressed them. I, I didn't know what else to do. Well, that's what they did, right? Yes. That's, what yes, that's how I, that's what I was programmed to do. Right. Yes. And, and they modeled all of that. Let's stuff it and we'll deal with it another time. Oh, that's too bad. All right. So what happened next? And now you're without your mom and you're yeah. on your own basically, because your dad's not even in the country. What yeah. Happened? So I, I, I found my brother and I called my dad and, you know, everything came back together. And that was just part of the story. Um, you know, life, life went on. It wasn't easy. I moved out to the States two years later because I would actually met my boyfriend. Now my husband, I'd met him before this event happened. And so I moved out here and kind of let it all go. It, right? it was easier to do that than to deal with it. Yeah, we call that a geographical cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it works for a little while. <laughs> a little while. Yeah, it works. Well, it certainly makes things different, right? Yeah. Yes, right. Yes. Whereas my brother stayed home. You know, we were actually both adopted. We were both adopted from different families. Oh. So we came into the household with different histories inside of us. So he went their route. He started smoking, he started drinking, and he's actually already died. He died about four years ago, totally from, from alcohol. alcoholism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry His whole body that. shut down. It's a so, common story, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Whereas I didn't, I don't think I had that in my history. So I kind of went a different direction. Do you mean in your history, like your genes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I know, I know some of my birth family and alcoholism was not in that family. Okay. And so do you think that you just didn't think you had it? And so I, cause some of us, right. It's in our genes and others it's not. And we still use it to escape and we become alcoholic. Like, was it in your mom's family before she sounds like she raised you pretty much without drinking and drugging up until you were what? 13, 15. Yeah. But they always drank. It just, Oh, okay. It escalated. At yeah. that. Okay. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> then I got to my late thirties. <laughs> so life boys. goes on. So you got married, you had three or two, two, okay. two boys. Yes. Yeah. Raising and your family, working away. And suddenly, yeah, I had, I had an altercation with two other mothers. It's a business altercation oh. with two other mothers at the school. And I just took it so badly. I didn't feel like I'd done anything wrong, but you know, the other mother, one of them was from New York and she totally said what she thought. Wow. <laughs> and she was a really strong mother. And so was the other. And it's like, I just, I just, crumpled 
I did. I crumpled inside and I couldn't sleep for days. And the thoughts would go round and round in my mind. And I realized at that point, you know, I don't think this is normal. <laughs> I don't think other mothers go through this. So that was my real realization that there was something more to this or to my story that I could probably look into. And that's when I started to realize that my childhood was affecting my present. Okay. So it's like this feeling that happens oftentimes. We call him the messenger. She came and pushed the button so deep in you that you had to look at it. And I do think that the, the divine or source, you know, of all that is, whatever, gives us these altercations so that we can wake up, so that we can work on this stuff that's within us. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, I kind of feel like we actually replay feeling complexes from childhood. So yes, what, what I was going through in this moment or these days actually was a feeling of that crumpling feeling that I have experienced before in childhood. Okay. And it, it replayed for me so that I could notice it. Perfect. Yeah. And allow it to pass through, allow it to let go. But I didn't at that point, I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> no, we don't have the tools, right? Until you until you wake up a little and then you get the tools. All right. Yeah. What happened next? So I ended up going to a doctor's appointment. I, I didn't remember the time frame, but it was within this time period. I went to a doctor's appointment and the doctor recognized that I was more stressed than I should be. And he asked me on a zero to 10 what my stress level was. And it was an eight out of 10. Mm. And then he asked me why. And I knew straight away it was from finding my mother two decades earlier because the tears were still just under the surface. Wow. So he used this weird technique with me. It's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. And it's also called tapping. He used it with me for about 15 minutes and I walked away from that appointment being able to tell the story in my mind of, of finding her without the tears being there anymore. So it took the emotion out of it and just played it like a unemotional movie in your head. Absolutely. And it oh, was such cool. a shift. Oh, I, huge. Yeah. So I knew there was something to this technique. It looks a little weird. It feels a little weird, but um, it's very easy. And it was I realized how deceptively powerful it was. So I had a cat at home and it was like the next day or the day after something like that. So 17 year old cat that needed daily saline shots. Mm. And I hate shots. Um, I still hate shots, but I did really, really badly back then. And the first time I had to give him a shot, my hand was just shaking so much that I just wasn't going to be able to do this every day. And yet I knew I had to. So I used this technique. I tapped about my fear of hurting my cat, about the handshaking, about my memory around the injections. And the next day, the needle just slid right in without my handshaking at all. It was such, such a huge shift that I knew, okay, this technique, it works. And I'm going to use it. something to it. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's profound. I started using it every day. I started noticing when I was emotional during that day. And that's the, that's the key. That's the first key is like becoming aware of when we're reacting. So I started tapping during the day when I was reacting to something or thinking a thought or ruminating on something. And that would just let the stored energy, the stored emotions in the body it would just let that flow out and just be gone. 
okay, so instead of having it be stuffed in there to be felt later, it really, you helped work it through right in the moment and transmute it. But of course, now I'm going to guess that now that your emotions know and your psyche knows how to treat it, probably a lot of stuff started coming up. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the point I knew how powerful this was. So what I did is I wrote down a list of every emotional memory I had from childhood. And Mm -hmm. I worked on one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night. So I was really determined to change. Wow. And I just worked through each one and let the emotion of the memory just leave me. So then they just became like stories in my childhood, you know, stories I could just say or talk about without any emotions arising, which was so fun. And I actually found my mind becoming quiet, which was really fun. And when I realized that I could actually see that the words that I used to criticize myself with and judge other people had been my dad's words that had been living, I'd been, I programmed them into my mind and I just replayed the words over and over again. And, but it wasn't until they were gone that I could actually see that that's what had been, had been the case. And at you know, that point, I felt like I was living in a different reality. Oh, yeah. Beliefs are so powerful. And, you know, it's interesting you, the way you said it, because I often ask my clients, what do you think? What is a belief to you? And, you know, I get a variety of different sort of definitions, but my definition is it's simply a thought that you think over and over again. And once you stop thinking it or you change it to thinking something more empowering, something that you can feel better, higher vibrations with, then all this outside stuff in your life will start to change. Is that what happened to you? Yeah. Although, you know, EFT, actually what we're doing is we're actually accepting the negative, right? We're accepting yes. whatever's there because it's be, that thought has been replayed so often. It's actually stored in our connective tissue. Oh yeah. So we go down that neural pathway and we let the stored energy of that track almost, you know, it's like, a, like a wheel, a tire track yep. in mud we actually go down that track and we release that tension that's stored there in the connective tissue. And then the positive's already there. It's already there underneath the negative. So I personally don't really go to the positive. I just stick. I, I want to find all that gunge that's stored inside of me and let it go. Oh, that's so good. I just am writing a newsletter right now about our shadow self. And that's what it is. It's these old negative things that are stuck in our neural pathways. A lot of the times that's what it is. So, wow, that's so cool. So keep going. So what happened next? (laughs) So at this point, I had become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions. To begin with, I wasn't even aware of how I was thinking or feeling about something, but using this technique actually opened up my awareness. So not only was I aware that maybe I was afraid of something, but that fear is actually tension stored probably in my solar plexus, my stomach. And actually I became aware of that deeper level. And then I started using another technique that I just call feeling your feelings. It's kind of obvious, but it, it, I had been so good at repressing and suppressing these feelings. I didn't know how to allow them to exist and allow them to express from my body so I found I actually had to hold myself as a statue I had to stop stop breathing and just hold myself so I could put my awareness on that tension and when I did 
I found that it would let go. So oh. I just did this over and over again. I even worked on collective traumas like 9-11, right? Bring that memory back to mind and feel all those emotions in the body and just let that stored energy. It's just stuck in the body. It's just energy that's stuck in the body. Just let that pass through and be gone. So it's and not that- so much even in your brain, really. It's in your body. It's in your connective tissues, what you're saying. You felt it a lot in your gut or in your solar plexus and that sort yeah. of area. Yeah. Right. But, that- but all the time it's also in the neck. Believe it or not, it's in okay. the face and the neck yep. as yep. well. Yeah. yeah. I feel tension a lot of times in my, you know, sort of my throat chakra area. If I know that I have, that's how, what makes me know that I need, there's something that I need to express, which is like the exact definition of the word you know, to express, get yes. this crap out. Um, yeah. And the other part of that is um, also being able to quiet your mind enough to feel and connect with your body. What is your body trying to tell you? Because there's a lot of dis-ease that manifests in our body with, I mean, that's probably why your mom got cancer you know, because she just had to keep stuffing it and stuffing it. And it came out in that negative way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know at such a deep level that it's, it's dis-ease. So even if we're working with the emotions or the feelings or the memories, it's still, we're letting go of physical tension inside of us, even though we're not necessarily aware of it, right? It's not until the awareness expands that we actually are able to feel at that deeper level. So at, at some point during this process, I actually became aware in, I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which is what I believe is the original meaning of the word insight. Okay. And then this is awareness at a deeper level. So then I started using that and I would just hold my awareness. And this is where I realized it's the connective tissue. It's tension in the connective tissue. And I would hold my awareness on that tension just in the same way that I did on the feeling, the physical sensations and, and feeling and the emotions at the outer levels. Now I'm holding it directly on the tension in the connective tissue and it would release. And that's why at this point, I've got these new x-rays that show how the whole, my skull bones have relaxed more into alignment. Wow. And because of that, I've actually grown half an inch as a 55 year old. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. So you were, wow. So that talk about healing on a cellular level and a bone level. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. I can put my awareness now in my teeth, tooth roots and in my bones, in my face and just feel that tension release. So it's amazing to me how much tension we store inside of us that we really have no idea is there. So the more of this inner work we do, the more of letting go of the shadow, letting go of these stored emotions, the more relaxed we are inside. All right. So tell me what advice you have for our listeners on how they can start this process for themselves. There's a lot of us that are still working through trauma and everything else. So is it, well, the first big tool is EFT, but tell me what else. Yeah. I mean, the very first step is actually becoming aware of when you're emotional during the day. And it doesn't have to be, right, some memory that if you're thinking about, if you're listening to the news, if you're listening to a radio station and you're you're getting annoyed with or even something that's happening today, right? All the divisions around. If you're annoyed with one side of certain issue, become aware of that because we can always work on our feelings. 
we, we like to blame, oh, it's just because they're doing something or you know, this other person is doing something. Our part of that is how we feel about it, right? If we're annoyed that someone else is doing something that we don't like, that annoyance is ours. So yeah. once we become aware of it, then we can do something about it. And I do highly recommend EFT. It's, you can learn it in five minutes. It's There's thousands of videos out there. Just be aware that a lot of the videos move more towards the positive these days, whereas EFT works with the negative. It works on the stored energy. So what teacher would should we put in the show notes as somebody that can re- be referred to? The original developer of EFT was a man called Gary Craig, C-R-A-I-G. And his videos are great. I also have one on my YouTube channel that just gives us a demonstration too. But as I said, there are thousands out there. Okay. And what is your website? It's just my name and hints.com. Got it. It's A-N-N-H-I-N-C-E.com. Perfect. Okay. Wow. So that's so cool. And you were able to actually show your skeletal x-rays of your brain and how you were able to change that in just almost like three short years um, and get everything into alignment. Is that true? Yeah. The, the x-rays are a little further apart than that. They're, okay. They're tell years, me what... it, has, it, it has been the most recent years where I've actually been able to feel the bones relax. Wow. So, yeah. So I do believe it's just the last few years that I've actually made the, the deep changes, but even right at the beginning, right. Even just with the EFT and the tapping and the letting go of the emotions around memories that I believe is changing that physical disease in the body. Okay. And so how has this changed your life overall and outside of your body outside, (laughs) right? Any situations (laughs) change your happiness levels? Tell me. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I believe this is part of the enlightenment process. It's a process over time and you feel lighter, right? As we let go of this baggage, we actually feel lighter, the heaviness of the world that we're carrying dissipates and let's go. So yes, um, life is much more fun and much more peaceful, right? I, I used to be very reactionary. Um, I'm much more peaceful now. And because I'm peaceful, I attract more peace from other people. So um, life is good and magic happens all over the place. Plus, the more aware we are on the inside, the more awareness we have of the outside so there's actually a a depth of awareness that I can see around us I can see in other people I can see how deeply they're breathing whether they're holding themselves tight in a certain place where they're not seeing they're not sensing a certain area of the body right you can tell it more if someone is is actually telling the truth or not because oh yeah when we don't tell the truth we're not breathing deeply into our body so there's all this, this depth of awareness, these other perspectives, right? My neck now wow. will move in all sorts of different directions than it used to because it's let go of so much tension. So on a physical level, I can actually see in many more different perspectives. Oh, yeah. But I can also see that outside, right? I can see different things from different perspectives. Emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Has it changed you financially? 
not at this point. But, you know, one of the really interesting things of looking at the x-rays, especially the ones from the side, not necessarily the ones from the front. But when I see those two x-rays side by side, that new x-ray, that person is a lot more self-confident than the old person because I know my posture has changed, right? So oh, that yeah. that um, that signal that I'm emitting, right, is a much more confident person. That's why I'm doing podcasts, right? 10 years ago, I would not have had the confidence to do this that I'm doing now. So I know that over time that is going to change again, right? Every day I'm working to release more deep tension. So I know that as time goes by, those kind of aspects going to change. I'm assuming that I'm going to be talking. Actually, I was, I, I, I was told at one point I had a voice tell me that I will be a speaker. Okay. So I, I know that's going to happen. You already um, are. Look at you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I know also that you're an author. What is the name of your book and do we, where do we find it? Yeah, my book is called A Pathway to Insights talks about this path, these different steps that I went through and that someone else could go through too, um, to find inner peace. And uh, it's available on Amazon or you can have your local bookstore order it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I am so happy to have heard your story and had us had you on the podcast today. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Just to remind everybody how much power we have inside of us that we don't necessarily know. Just, just to know it's there and we can find it if we want to. Yeah, it's there, but how do you tap into it? Well, you raise your consciousness level about what's going on in there, right? If I could like really be aware of the roots of my teeth, oh my goodness, that would be, <laughs> I haven't gone that deep yet. So that's, that's an amazing accomplishment and I'm so uh, grateful. I know what it's like to feel that freedom certainly from drugs and alcohol. And, um, and I know that you have had a lot of pain and trauma, so it's great to see your transformation. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been a great chat. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your friends. You can visit us at EmergeLeadershipAcademy.com to take the quiz to find out what animal best represents your leadership style. And until next week, remember, you have so many leadership skills that you learn in recovery. Stop hiding because your contribution matters. Thank you.